Well, good morning uh, to you again. Uh, again, really glad uh, that you're with us. Um, want to do something just a little bit different this morning. Um, actually, what was preparing and prepared a, a sermon for us this week uh, from the text that, that Sarah uh, taught from earlier with our children's message. But at, toward the end of the week, the Lord just impressed upon me that this would be just a really good week to provide uh, an update of our mission here and our ministry. Because as you hear about uh, the church's mission and ministry during this time, I believe you also can hear about how God is using you and how God will continue to use you uh, during this time. Uh, I've titled this, you know, Ministering Through a Pandemic. We are physically distant. I mean, there's no doubt about it. This is a different, it's a unique time. Uh, you're in your home and, and not going out much. And when you do go out, I know uh, that you're uh, wearing your mask, you're six feet apart, uh, and, and you're being really careful. Um, but we are physically distant, but, but we are also missionally engaged. And so the way I'd like to talk about uh, the way that our church and the way that we as disciples of Jesus can be missionally engaged is by using a, a phrase that we use often here at OTCC, and that is that we as God's people, as a congregation and as uh, individual disciples, we are called to live in three different directions. We're called to live up toward God, so we reach up. We're called to live in toward the community of faith to strengthen and encourage one another. And we're called to live out on mission in the world, up, in, and out. And as I talk about how the congregation is engaging these three directions during this time, uh, let me just encourage you to think about your own discipleship journey in all three of these directions. You know, it's, it's great. I've been seeing some terrific words about how we can continue to maintain good emotional and psychological health during this time. Well, one way we can do it, and I think the best way, is that if we would consider um, putting uh, up, in, and out, it, it forms a triangle, if that helps you to remember that, but put up, in, and out on your refrigerator in the kitchen, uh, on the bathroom mirror, if that's helpful, and think every time you see it, and you know, Lord, how am I living up toward you? How, how am I living in toward the community of faith and encouragement and support? And how am I living out on mission in such a time as this, because I believe if you do, uh, the Lord's going to lift your heart and guide you through it. Alan, let's go to the next slide. So how are we reaching up? You know, how are we connecting with God uh, during this time? Well, uh, consider these words from the psalmist. It, they read, I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. Um, isn't that our call? You know, it's our first vocation as God's people is to be vessels of God's glory. And as we reach up toward God, as we worship him, and as we honor him through this time, it really helps us to put life in perspective. It helps us to put our life in God's hands. It helps us to go to that place of trust, trust in God Almighty who will never let us down. Well, one of the ways that we're reaching up toward God is to when we gather together virtually, like we're doing uh, right now, uh, either by Zoom or by phone, and as you can see, if you if you are by uh, by YouTube uh, on the online, you can see that uh, our uh, worship attendance has actually gone up uh, during this time. Uh, throughout, not only on Sunday morning, but then throughout the week, uh, we have more people each week engaging uh, our ministry in this way, and it's not just people who are normally or usually connected with our church, 
Uh, there are people watching from all over the country. There are some people even watching outside of this country. And so uh, let me just say to you, uh, if you are uh, not typically a part of Old Town Community Church and uh, you live in other states or around the world, and if you don't have a church home, let me invite you to continue to join us uh, virtually. Take another step. Uh, take a look at our website online and take a look at how you can move even beyond uh, this Sunday morning time of worship to be a part of a Bible study or one of our other uh, groups. And so uh, this is the way that we are uh, connecting with God. But there's also another way. And uh, Alan, if you'll advance the next slide. Uh, you know, as we connect with God, we connect up toward God as we gather, uh, as we are in worship together. But we also do so individually. And from the very beginning of this pandemic, uh, we have been sending out a daily uh, prayer prompt uh, to help you uh, just have a prayer guide through this time. Now, obviously, there are other ways you can pray, but we're hoping that this can, can help focus your prayers. Uh, we name this praying through the desert. Now, why did we do that? The metaphor of the desert is a, a beautiful metaphor uh, for this time. You know, when you're in the middle of a desert, uh, you can't necessarily see where the desert ends. And uh, as we are engaging this time through uh, COVID-19, uh, we, we really don't know. I don't know that anybody knows when this is going to end, right? Uh, but what we do know is that as God has always, uh, God came to his people, the people of Israel in the desert, uh, God continues to come to his people in the various seasons of life, including those times when it may feel a little bit like a desert. And so let me encourage you uh, to join us in uh, praying each day uh, through this time. And you can access uh, the Praying Through the Desert uh, emails uh, each day uh, on our website. We're also, as Brian mentioned earlier, having a, a second evening of prayer. Uh, on April 22nd at 7. These are very special times uh, for us to join together to connect up uh, toward God. And so, so that's, that's one direction that our congregation just continues to serve in and, and minister in during this time. And let me just encourage you to continue to, to uh, cultivate your personal time of worship and praise. Well, the second direction that uh, every disciple of Jesus and every congregation is called uh, to live in is, is in. Uh, we are called to reach in uh, toward the community of faith. Uh, we are called to, to support and to encourage one another. Uh, one of my, my favorite verses along these lines is St. Paul's uh, word to the Galatians in Galatians 6, chapter 2. And it says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. You know, every time I read that passage, I think about uh, one of my uh, seminary classmates. Uh, the very uh, first semester that I was in seminary, um, I uh, met this guy named Tyler, and uh, I actually lived in Arlington at the time, and I went to seminary in Richmond. And so I had a 200-mile round-trip commute. Uh, during this time, I also had a full-time job, and uh, Jody and I had also just had our, our first baby, uh, Alex. And, um, and I was driving 100 miles one way to seminary, studying and then driving back and all this. And uh, occasionally, there was a need for me to stay overnight in Richmond, uh, so that I could uh, study with a group or whatever. And I'll never forget Tyler coming to me within the first few weeks of school 
And he said to me, hey, um, you can stay uh, at our apartment uh, with me. And he had just gotten married. I said, Tyler, I can't do that to you. You've just gotten married. And he looked at me and said, hey, but we're supposed to carry each other's burdens. And every time I read that passage, I think about that moment uh, when this brother in Christ helped to carry my burden. Well, this is the time that we're in as well. Uh, We, as God's people, we are called to connect with one another And we're called to carry one another's burdens through this time. Uh, You've heard all the uh, uh, experts talking about the the emotional toll, the relational toll, the psychological toll, the physical toll uh, of this time, the financial toll. Um, We want to make sure that we're joining our hearts and our minds together uh, to do this, to to support one another. Uh, You'll see on the screen there, uh, we currently have either... uh, seven uh, table group or Bible studies that are meeting on a very regular basis. By the way, uh, small groups or home groups, we call them table groups here because we have a meal around the table in in normal times. Um, But uh, this is a powerful way uh, that you can connect with one another. And some groups meet on a monthly basis. Some groups meet uh, twice a month. Uh, some even meet every week. And so these groups, as Brian mentioned earlier about the Roman study, certainly they study Scripture and, and they, they pray, but this is also a time to, to, to listen to one another and to encourage one another. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but I've been on my share of Zooms over the last uh, month and a half or so. And, um, and, you know, one of the things I notice is sometimes I'll get on Zoom and, and people look just, just great and they look all upbeat and all that. And then I've noticed a couple times where, hey, life is hard, and you can tell life is hard. And so we want to be here for each other uh, during this time. Um, Alan, go ahead and and advance that. So there are also other congregational connections that are happening. For example, uh, as soon as uh, we moved into this season, our deacons were assigned uh, seniors, and our deacons are calling through our list of seniors to, to see if there are needs uh, that they have. Uh, and I, I uh, am also calling through our senior list, and they'll tell me so-and-so called, and, and it's what a joy that is. Uh, Jan Burns, also from uh, our staff team, is calling through our list of, of members and people who regularly attend OTCC just to catch up and see how you're doing, um, to see if there's anything we can do for you. Now, let me just give a little plug here. Um, some of you uh, may not get a call, and there's two reasons why you may not get a call. Uh, one is uh, you may already be plugged into another group, and so uh, we have focused Jan on uh, people who aren't necessarily with uh, that we know of in a table group or Bible study. Uh, but some of you also may not get a call because you haven't given us your phone number. And so, uh, man, this is a great time. Uh, email uh, go to our website, email Crystal, uh, give, uh, give us your phone number. Uh, we won't bug you. We won't telemarket. We won't uh, try to sell you, you know, uh, seven, you know, different uh, extended warranties for your car or anything like that. Uh, but what we will do is if you give us your phone number, we'll call you and see how you're doing and see if there's anything uh, that we can do for you. Because one of the things that I want you to know uh, from my heart, from the heart of the staff team, the heart of our leadership, is that we are here for you. And we want to help you journey through uh, this time. You know, I, I've, I've shared with so many different people that I don't, uh, I don't know if I've shared it here yet, but I believe that one of the great tasks of leadership in a time like this is to hold people together. 
is to help people stay united, to help people stay focused on a greater purpose, uh, a one purpose, uh, one Lord, one baptism, as Paul writes uh, in Scripture. And so uh, we want to just continue uh, to join our hearts and minds together in support of one another. You see the last uh, little bullet point there uh, as well. A couple of uh, uh, last week, the week leading into Easter, uh, Sarah, uh, our uh, director of children's ministries, deputized uh, Easter bunnies. Uh, to go around uh, our area and to drop off an Easter gift for children. Jody and I uh, had the great privilege of being uh, deputy Easter bunnies. I like to do that every year, uh, to be honest with you, so sign me up. Um, But it was so fun. We got to drop off uh, little Easter gifts uh, for people uh, in our community and for children in our community. And this is just another way, uh, trying to share with our folks um, how much that, that we care uh, and also just to help people stay connected and stay together. So it's really critical uh, that we reach in and support one another. But, okay, so we have two of the three directions, right? And they're in this way uh, for a reason. And they're worship, uh, reaching up in worship, reaching in toward the community of faith, and reaching out. Now, uh, typically, depending on the type of, of uh, person you are, um, you may gravitate toward one of these three more than the other, but we really need all three. And I put them in this order for a reason, and that is um, we can only reach out effectively when we have reached up toward God, our refuge and our strength, when we've reached up toward God who gives us the grace and all we need uh, to live faithfully for him, when we've also reached in toward the community of faith and we're receiving support and nurture and encouragement from believers as we go out into the world, as we're on mission to share uh, a good word about Jesus. And so our last direction is reaching out. It's reaching out and serving those who aren't part of our congregation uh, and reaching out with the love of Jesus in both word and deed. You know, uh, one time someone asked me, you know, how would I describe uh, the mission, uh, the mission ministry of the church, in other words, the reach out ministry. And I said, bottom line is we are supposed to share a good word and do a good deed. And you cannot separate the two. In other words, we share a good word. We share about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We share that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. We're here to share the gospel. We're here to share the good word of Jesus, and we are called to do a good deed. We're called to meet the physical, emotional, relational needs of people in this world. You cannot separate the two. If you only share a good word, if you only talk about Jesus, but you don't show Jesus, then people will think you're all talk and no action. But if you only do a good deed and you never share about Jesus, then people are going to think, you know what, all your good deed doing is about you, but it's not about Jesus. That's why everything we do for people is in the name of of our Lord Jesus. Because Jesus said, whenever you do your good deeds, men will see that and they should praise God in heaven. Not praise us, but praise God. So we reach out to others. We seek to serve those uh, who are in need uh, during this time, both by sharing a good word and sharing and doing a good deed. Uh, How are we doing this right now? Let me share about how we're doing it right now and then what I would like you to pray for how God may lead us in the future. Um, Of course, uh, you hear uh, almost on a weekly basis about our ministry uh, through Open Table. 
Uh, Open Table is our Wednesday morning breakfast ministry uh, where we feed the hungry, uh, many of whom are homeless. And I've uh, asked Pastor Brian just to come and and give us an update on this important and critical ministry uh, for our church. Uh, Hang on. Let me get socially distant. I'm going to move out of the way, and Brian's going to move up. Just like that. Uh, Open Table carries on uh, here at OTCC. Uh, when volunteers come at 5.30, there are people on the sidewalk who are ready to receive their bagged meal, which has breakfast in it, which has lunch in it also. Uh, and part of the reason it's gone on here and continued throughout this pandemic is faithful volunteers uh, and amazing community partners. Uh, just this past week, uh, there was Pastor Phil, there was Cindy Smith, and there was Paul Burroughs. Uh, And thanks to their presence and thanks to their volunteering, people got food. They had breakfast to eat that day, and they had lunch to eat later that day. Uh, The process has been consolidated quite a bit. We used to, and I cannot wait till we return to the day uh, where we have breakfast in the fellowship hall. It's like continental breakfast at a hotel. People help themselves and eat together uh, and really is a, a joyous time and was one of the highlights of the week for me, Uh, but due to the need to remain distant and remain safe, uh, we are distributing bags out front of the sanctuary. Uh, We also have people who are serving at different times that help make things happen. Uh, For example, this past week, Carrie Hayner ran around town uh, and picked up donations that people in the community are giving to us uh, to get out to our friends who need it. So as I mentioned last week, we are really grateful to the fine folks at Great Harvest Bread. They're donating us bananas, oranges, cookies, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and muffins. We combine this with sandwiches from Lori's Table in Old Town that they're helping us out with, along with snack packs from Alive. Uh, and it's a pretty heavy bag that people get to take with them. Uh, so God is providing for us in this season Also for our friends as well, we don't do this alone. God's people in Old Town uh, really come together to help make sure people who need food get food. So our friends at Old Presbyterian Meeting House, they continue on Thursday. Our friends at Block Up at Washington Street UMC, they're serving now Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. So if God's calling you to reach out in this way, uh, there are openings for volunteers, uh, not this Wednesday, but upcoming Wednesdays after that. Uh, So if you want to help on a Wednesday morning or if you want to help on a Tuesday gathering items from donors, uh, you can email me bhoysa at oldtown.cc. But that's one of a handful of ways that we're reaching out. Pastor Phil is going to come back and explain some more. Yeah, um, let me just say, uh, let me just add a, a, a brief word. Um, you know, um, uh, this, this ministry is a really important ministry here. And um, one of the things that we're committed to doing is feeding uh, our guests uh, on Wednesday morning uh, and, and doing so in a safe manner. And, and Brian, by the way, has worked really hard uh, to to put protocols in place so that we're doing this safely, not, not just for us, actually, actually for our guests. Um, and because, I, you know, um, one of the things that I noticed this past week, and I, I typically 
uh, serve at open table in, in the usual times, uh, once a month, and lately I've been serving about every third week. And um, so there, there are some guests uh, you get to know a little more than others, and there's one guest I've particularly connected with. I see him around town uh, often, and uh, he has really made a strong connection uh, with my dog, uh, uh, Marley. And, um, and this past week, um, he came, and I was handing him some food. And I just want to tell you, um, he, he looked um, really scared. Uh, he looked really afraid. And this is a guy who, who lives out on the streets. He's been at every single open table uh, since we opened. He's, he's, he, is, he is a good guy. He's learned how to survive. Um, I've seen him when it's really cold. I've seen him when it's really hot. Uh, and he just rolls with it. But to this past Wednesday was the first time I saw a real fear uh, in his eyes. And I was able to give him a, a mask, thanks to Debbie Roberts, who uh, continues to make a mask for open table, and um, we're able to give him some food. But let me just encourage you uh, to pray for our guests. Uh, they are vulnerable um, if, in, in this time. Uh, they uh, lack, obviously, the ability, uh, some of them, to uh, uh, wash up as frequently as, as we're washing up. And so just continue to pray. If, if by the way, you find a hand sanitizer, even in the little bottles, uh, and you can pick up 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 of them that we could give out to our open table uh, guests, that would be such, such a blessing. Um, so just look for things that we can do uh, to help them uh, at this time. There, we're also doing some other things a, as we reach out. Alan, if you'll, you'll move that slide up. Um, one of the things that we're doing is we are continuing to stand with uh, our mission partners. Um, when this all first hit and this all first happened, I put together a, a budget on a diet um, uh, for our Servant Leadership Council uh, to consider, and we really focused our budget on just the absolute essentials, trying to continue to maintain and support uh, our staff team, uh, as well as um, uh, a couple of uh, other areas of ministry that we really need to keep going, uh, our facility, uh, obviously. Uh, but one of the things we continue to do is we continue to to uh, provide, it's slimmed down a little bit, but support for uh, our mission partners. Um, our mission partners are, are crucial to us uh, in this time. Uh, so, for example, uh, some of our, our ongoing mission partners that we fund out of our general budget, uh, one of them is the Baptist General Association of Virginia. Um, let me just say to you this, and, and our staff team gets so tired of hearing me uh, offer this quote, but it's a quote from Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky was once said, you know, how do you know, you know, how to skate? And he says, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going. And one of the things that the Baptist General Association of Virginia does for us is they're out ahead. And they are, they are looking at the future of church life in general, church life in Virginia. And they, are, they have become an enormous resource for us. Uh, during this time. They're helping uh, ministers uh, stay connected uh, and stay encouraged as we encourage our flocks. Uh, they are helping us with seminars and webinars uh, to be thinking about the future of the church, and they have become an amazing, amazing partner uh, during this time. They're always a good partner, but they have been amazing, and so we're continuing to stand with them. We're continuing to stand uh, with the North Star Network of Churches, 300 churches that are ministering around uh, the DMV. They also uh, have been so uh, 
important and vital to us during this time. We continue to stand with Alive, the collection of congregations here in Alexandria, as well as Casa Chiralagua. Uh, we don't financially support Casa through our budget, but we send volunteers their way, uh, and we're going to be reaching out to them to ask them uh, what are gaps that they're experiencing. And then, of course, Together We Bake. Together We Bake is uh, the organization that uh, helps women in need of a second chance uh, to be empowered and to develop uh, job training skills uh, so that they can get jobs. And while Together We Bake has suspended uh, their operations for now, uh, we want to work with them uh, when they come back uh, so that they can keep their economic engine going. But we're standing with uh, our mission partners. Now, that's what we're doing. Let me ask you now to pray, though, uh, for what we could be doing and it just all depends on how God leads, right, and the needs. And so one of the ways I've been talking about this is that we need to keep looking for the gaps in our city. In, in other words, where are there needs right now uh, not being met that we can step into and help meet? Or what are the needs that are going to come up on the horizon? A couple of things to think about, uh, to pray about. Uh, they're musings. They're not plans at all. But uh, how might we need to step into the gap of longer-term food support? So, for example, what we do on Wednesday morning is just direct relief. It's, it's feeding someone right in the moment. But uh, you've probably seen all these different uh, lines of cars at food pantries around the country. Um, will there be a, a longer-term need to provide not just uh, feed somebody a meal, but maybe a bag or two of groceries uh, that will help them and help their families. Now, um, Alive already does this, and they do it really well, so it may just be us just supersizing our support of Alive uh, as the economic situation uh, continues to develop that we might need to be able to stand in the gap there. There's another that uh, I, I'm really concerned about, and uh, I've reached out to the Department of Community and Human Services here uh, in Alexandria, uh, to see if there might be a need for uh, an overflow domestic abuse shelter. Um, and I, I called uh, someone who's working directly with the, the domestic abuse shelter here in Alexandria. And right now, they are not at capacity. Uh, they do, uh, unfortunately, anticipate being at capacity uh, at some point in the future. And I've just started a dialogue with them. Don't know where, where it will end. Don't know if our facility uh, is one they could use. Um, and don't know if we're ready. Um, but I certainly started a dialogue with the Lord about it and started a dialogue with them. Of If you have excess capacity, is there, if, if you need us and we can meet the need, we certainly want to do what we can do. And then one thought I had, I don't know if it will go anywhere, um, but uh, maybe our alley could be used for possible drive-through testing when testing becomes even more available. I know it's being done privately uh, at places around Old Town and Nova Health, uh, for example, uh, at the corner of Wolf and Washington, uh, but maybe this is a way we can help. My point is uh, we're looking for gaps. We're looking for uh, places that we can stand in the gap and meet needs in our city. So I invite you to pray about these. I invite you to send us uh, suggestions and thoughts and how the Lord is stirring your heart because the Lord will tell us uh, what the Lord wants us to do and the, if the Lord calls us to do something then the Lord will equip and provide for us as we do. Alan will you uh, go to the next slide. Let me wrap up uh, by saying this uh, uh, just a couple things I'm almost done. 
Um, you know, up in and out, uh, we are all called to live in these directions. And as a congregation, we also need uh, leadership and administrative support. And I just want to tell you, I cannot um, thank our Servant Leadership Council enough uh, for their leadership in this time. They have been meeting, uh, they have been prayerfully discussing and considering uh, how we engage this time, and they are a, a just they're just a vital leadership group for our church. Let me just name them. I hope I don't miss anybody. Uh, Carl Patton, David Joseph, Gisla Sorley, uh, Dale Seward, Travis Boatwright, Myra Cadena Clark, Valentina Marino, and Sam Moore. They're our Servant Leadership Council. They've already met three times in the last six weeks, um, just, just trying to, to prayerfully consider where we are and what we should do. And they are studying the issues. They are listening to the health professionals. They are listening to the city. Uh, they are on top of everything. We don't know when this chapter of this season will end, but I guarantee you, your Servant Leadership Council is out there. They're thinking, th they're thinking it through, and they will be on top of it as we continue uh, this journey. And by the way, uh, the Servant Leadership Council is calling a town hall meeting on May 6th at 7 p.m. for us just to join together in a room and talk about back and forth uh, what God is doing and how to continue to navigate this time. Uh, our deacons are also, as I mentioned earlier, connecting uh, with our members in need. And our staff team, they are working really hard uh, to sort of reorient and reset our ministry uh, so that we can continue to navigate uh, through this chapter, but also prepare for the next chapter, whatever that may look like. But the bottom line that I want you to know today um, is we are here for you and let us know how we can help you in any way. Now, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be faithful to um, uh, a lot of some of the questions I've gotten uh, if I didn't share uh, our financial situation with you. Um, praise God. Uh, many of you have asked how the church is doing financially. Our March income was $43,451.73. Our March expenses uh, $43,349.05. I think this is something like $112 to the good. Um, now, of course, this was half, half uh, normal month and half shutdown month. Um, praise God, and thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your generosity. Uh, we continue uh, to have needs uh, financially during this time, and I just thank you for helping uh, meet them, either by giving online or mailing your offering in. Um, if you mail it in, we, we deposit it. Uh, we're depositing about twice a month uh, right now, um, so just thank you. Also, uh, a couple of people have asked, if you'll uh, advance that slide, um, how can you donate uh, your stimulus check? I mean, it's a great question. I really appreciate uh, you guys asking that. And where's the most urgent need? Um, let me just say, the, there's two funds that have the most urgent need. Our general fund. Our general fund is how we support our worship ministries and, and connection ministries and mission ministries. Our general fund is how we stand with uh, our ministry partners. It's how we uh, support uh, our staff team. It's also how we uh, cover the, the cost of our facility that we incur uh, even if people aren't here. And so our general fund is important. You can certainly give an extra gift there over and above your normal giving. Um, you can also uh, support our benevolence fund. Uh, 
Uh, our benevolence fund is there to support members uh, as they have financial need or uh, those who are part of our church family or those who come to us through our mission partners. Uh, we want to stand with people as we're able uh, financially, and so you can give a gift to our benevolence fund that will help. We do anticipate an increase in this. A couple of people have asked, well, why don't you know, we add uh, open table uh, to this financial appeal? To be honest with you, uh, the Lord has been very generous and gracious to us through Open Table financially. Uh, we carry a good balance in there. We received um, a grant from, uh, we receive regularly a grant from our mission partner, Baptist General Association of Virginia, uh, for this. And as you heard Brian say, we've been blessed by donations. Uh, we tend to need more volunteers, um, even though now we don't need that many per week, still uh, volunteering uh, for the various uh, ministries there is really the greater need th than financially. Um, lastly, I think I've said lastly three slides, right, Brian? Okay, this is, this is it, I promise. I just wanted you to know Brian is here. He doesn't just leave. You know, he's, he sits here and he, he graciously and generously listens uh, to the sermon as if he was one in a full, full sanctuary. Um, you know, we've been here before. Uh, a church started ministering on this area or in this area on this property in 1803 our legacy church uh, first baptist alexandria and um many of you know the history but just a, a brief one um at, at the beginning of the civil war uh, as the congregation was worshiping right here in this room a soldier came into uh, the sanctuary and uh, demanded that the church cease worshiping and took over the sanctuary and this became a hospital for a couple years. And so in this very room that I'm sitting in right now, uh, wounds of soldiers were washed and, and healed. Uh, and meantime, the church had to meet outside the building. They had to be in other places uh, during this time. When the church actually came back and the government gave the building back to the, the congregation, the congregation actually grew stronger. But we've also been here before. In 1954, when First Baptist Church of Alexandria moved out of Old Town and up the hill, there was a, a group of people who were committed to keeping the ministry right down here, downtown in Old Town, and they formed Downtown Baptist Church. But during that time, they weren't able to get into this building, and so they had to meet in homes, just like you're doing right now. They had to meet in homes all around our area, and then they formed the church. They were able to get into this building and, and furnish it. And God blessed that congregation. That congregation grew strong. A hundred years from now, when people are reading about the history of uh, Old Town Community Church, this period of time, March to whenever, 2020, is going to be a significant chapter in our history. And I believe that when history writes the epitaph of our efforts, I believe that it's going to say God's people, the people of Old Town Community Church, they lived up toward God in worship and honor of Him. They lived in toward the community of faith, supporting one another, encouraging one another, carrying one another's burdens, and they lived out on mission for our Lord, sharing a good word and doing a good deed. Let that be our legacy. And I know, I know God will continue to pour his grace upon us and that God will continue 
to bless us. Thank you for listening uh, to this update. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your words of encouragement. We receive them every single week. We're so grateful. Um, Thank you for tuning in uh, today and look forward uh, to seeing you uh, at least uh, through the camera again next week. Let's pray together. God, we're so grateful for the way that you have blessed us. We're so grateful for the way that you show and live out your purpose for this world through your church. Lord, thank you for the gift of being connected with one another, even in this most uh, creative and different way. Lord, thank you for pouring your grace and your life into us so that while we may be physically distant, we are missionally engaged. Lord, we are seeking as your people to honor you and to praise your name. We're seeking as your people to build up and actually strengthen our congregation at this time. And, oh, God, we're seeking to be on mission and sharing the gospel of Jesus and sharing a good deed with our friends and our neighbors in need. Lord, we all have needs during this time. Some may be physical. Some may may be emotional. Some may be relational. Some may be financial. Lord, we all have needs during this time. And we know that your grace is more than sufficient to meet our needs. And the way that you often, most often do this is through the lifeblood of your church. We give you thanks for your church. We give you thanks for your love. And we ask that you would be honored in all that we do, in the way that we serve on mission, in our homes and our neighborhoods, in this moment, in this time. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.